Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series, The Emperor Has No Clothes. Talk about the Empress, Kristen Stewart. I definitely recommend you go through the back catalog and listen to The Previous Emperor Has No Clothes, which include John Hamm, Rebel Wilson, Paul Rudd, and others. So, Kristen Stewart, one of the youngest Emperor Has No Clothes that we've done here. She's still very quite young. I think she's only like 33. But she's been in the industry now for 15 years. I mean, well-known in the industry, I should say. I mean, she's probably got her big break or people maybe remember her as being in Panic Room the Jodie Foster David Fincher movie which holds up well very well it's a good movie she looked like a boy in that movie just the way they did her hair you you would think that she was a boy but really she's been in the the true zeitgeist since Twilight which has been about 15 years and we're going to talk about why I think she's pretty much talentless and go through her filmography. But the, the thing I remember, I remember subscribing to Entertainment Weekly back when it was a weekly magazine, way back in the 90s. But I remember seeing the cover for Twilight when they introduced her as Bella Swan, Robert Pattinson, as Edward and, and Taylor Lautner's Jacob. And not knowing who this girl was until I read the article, I was like, oh, it's the woman from the girl from Panic Room. And she was, you know, she was very young, only like 17, 18 when she was cast into that. And what a whirlwind life that was for at least five, six years as they were cranking out those five movies. And I remember going to Vancouver, it must have been summer of 2010, because I love the Pacific Northwest. I live in Texas, but I went up to Vancouver and I remember that we were in the same hotel as the, the kids from Twilight and that they were filming, I don't know which one it would have been, maybe it would have been New Moon or I, I, don't, I have no clue. But certainly there was paparazzi everywhere and, 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 I, and I look back and I can separate the two. Look, I can feel bad for Kristen Stewart during that time and Robert Pattinson because they were so young and having to deal with such an inordinate amount of fame and you know, the, the Twilight people, rabid fans of the books and the movies, it must have been very difficult for her. That being said, I still think she lacks talent. So let's talk about her. She's 33 years old, as I've mentioned, and she is openly lesbian, or I guess she, I should, should say she's bisexual. We'll talk about her dating history in a second. As I mentioned, she got her big break. She was doing some television and so forth, but she really got her big break when she did Panic Room where she's the daughter of Jodie Foster's got the, I think it's hypoglycemia, right? And they have, to, they have to leave the panic room to get her medications. And then after that, she does some movies here and there, but nothing like really well-known until she gets 2008. She's in Jumper, the movie with <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Uh, yeah, poor guy. I, we talk about bad casting. I think, do, does Kristen Stewart regret doing Twilight? Probably not because it, it opened up her career to do other things. But I think, gosh, Hayden Christensen should not have been cast in the Star Wars prequels. So Twilight comes out in 2018. Then if you look just every year, pretty much, 20, 2009, New Moon, 2010, Eclipse, 2011, Breaking 
Dawn, 2012, Breaking Dawn Part 2. So she's cranking out five movies, and I'm assuming many of those were filmed simultaneously. Now, during that time, she does have some movies that I actually kind of like. Adventureland is a movie that was done in 2009 where it takes place in an 80s amusement park and it's got some great cameos with Ryan Reynolds and it's got Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig and it has Jesse Eisenberg as the lead and and essentially he's falling in love with Kristen Stewart's character. It's a cute movie. I think it's a cute movie, but um, I don't think she's anything special in that to be honest. Also during this time, she does The Runaways, which is a movie about the band that's uh, The Runaways, the all-girl band, and she plays Joan Jett. And I believe it's Dakota Fanning plays Sherry Curie. And it's a great movie too. It's great to see the early 80s music. So she does that. And then she does in 2012, Snow White and the Huntsman, where she plays Snow White. And this movie was scandalous because this was after she had been dating Pattinson for four years and she had an affair with the director, Rupert Sanders, and there were photos of them together. So they were obviously together. He was married at the time, so that ended his marriage with his wife and that also ended her relationship with Pattinson. So that was uh, kind of controversial. And again, she's not that good in that movie. That movie has a Shirley's Theron as the queen, and she's eating it up in that movie. She's eating up scenery in that movie. And it's got Chris Hemsworth as the hunter. And this is kind of before he got really, really, really big. So you see that. Then she does On the Road, which is a small movie with Jack Kerouac. She always has, while she's doing these big movies, she still wants to do the, the kind of the small independent ones. So she does that movie. She does Clouds of Sils Maria. That's another small movie she does. She does uh, a movie that I don't think did well, America Ultra, which is another movie where she does with Eisenberg and that, that kind of tanks. Then you see later on she does in 2016, again, small movies. She's in a movie called Certain Women. She does Cafe Society, which is a Woody Allen movie, one of the last Woody Allen movies that was some, I mean, somewhat relevant. Then you see probably her, her last attempt to do something truly mainstream was the charlie's angels reboot and this reboot was so bad it was so bad it was it was directed by and written by elizabeth banks which used to be an actress probably most famous for maybe 40 old virgin and been pitch perfect she's got small roles there she's got a bigger role and um role models but never really leads a movie a large movie she was a wet hot american summer which is a cult favorite but then she turned into directing and she directed this movie and it was just horrendous so Kristen stewart is one of the angels and it also has naomi scott ella belinsky as the other two and i've seen this movie in airplane it's just atrociously bad so she does that and then she does an interesting movie she does spencer in 2021 now spencer she plays Princess Diana, and we've seen many iterations of Princess Diana, especially in the last few years. And I've seen this movie, and look, I'll give her credit. And I think there's been too much of a glut. Let's take a break. Let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity medical conspiracies and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. There's been too much of a glut of the last two years of Princess Diana content because the crown had Elizabeth Debicki as Princess Diana and it also had Emma Corrin played her, the younger Princess Diana on that show and I think they both did a good job. I would say Emma Corrin probably pulled it off better than Debicki and I do like Debicki from the show The Night Manager. But also you have Naomi Watts played her back in 2013. And then you had Kristen Stewart. And when it was announced that she was going to play Lady Diana, Princess Diana, I mean, I, everybody just kind of rolled their eyes. Like, really? The girl from Twilight? Like, no way. And she's fine. But when I watch it, to me, it's just the timing of it coming out was right around the time. Right around the time that Emma Corrin was doing her version of Young Lady Diana. And so I think it just, it seemed like she was ripping it off, even though she probably wasn't ripping it off in terms of when the productions were done. But it just seemed like the timing, there was just too much of a glut of Princess Diana. Also, the movie Spencer, it takes place at a very narrow window in 1991 of Princess Diana's life. And I think that the, the movie itself is not that good, and I think it takes away from her her portrayal. Aside from that, she really hasn't done much to that. So why, why do I think she's overrated? Look, I, I think, and I've seen, sadly, I have to admit, that I've seen all the Twilight movies probably multiple times. I actually think the first one is probably the best made. I think that is Catherine Hardwick, the female director, who went on to do other great works, directed that one, and then after that, they weren't as good. But she's got that ability just to do a lot of, like her acting, her, her acting is always like, and you know, and, 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 and she does a lot of, and just, she can't get rid of that tick. So anytime you watch her stuff, especially in the Twilight movies and even in um, Adventureland, just a lot of the, the... And she's got no range. I, I just remember... I, I shouldn't say she doesn't have range because she does do the British accent in Spencer. And she's done some daring movies like The Runaways and some other things. But when she is mainline Kristen Stewart, like in Charlie's Angels, Adventureland, Twilight, bland, just bland, just bland, bland, bland. And she's got these acting tics, like the, that take away from her acting. And I do think she has some talent, but I think that her inability to to get rid of these, these tics doesn't help. The other thing with Stewart is that she is known to be difficult. She is kind of a, I guess you could say an iconoclast. And I'm not saying this because she's openly bisexual, but she is somebody who is known to be just kind of rebellious. And 
just kind of an iconic an iconoclast. And I think that doesn't help her career because if you look at it, she's only 33. She's still relatively in the last four or five years in the prime of her acting. And she just really hasn't done a lot of movies. And you could say, look, maybe she wants to do a lot of indie movies, which would be strange given that normally you do have to do a couple of the one for you, one for me. But if you look at her overall acting, especially since the last Twilight came out, it's just been really small movies. She does have a role in Still Alice, the Julianne Moore movie where she has dementia, she gets Alzheimer's. And it's the same thing. She plays the youngest daughter and she has a lot of the like, <laughs> and so even in 2014, she hasn't gotten rid of it. And I just feel like she's coasting on, and I would say when she was younger, she was attractive. Now she cuts her hair and, and she just, I, I mean, I like feminine women, so she's not really, I don't find her really that attractive. But she's still quite young and it's just interesting to see her career really not doing much. <laughs> she picks these very small movies and I don't know if it's just because she can't get larger movies with better directors or, or what it is. In 2020, she did that bad horror movie, Underwater. Totally tanked. Totally tanked. So you look at the last attempts at mainstream movies that she's done. Spencer, not a good movie. Underwater, tanked. Charlie's Angels, tanked. So I'm interested to see where her career is going to go after this. Because I think Twilight put her on the map, so to speak. And like with a lot of things, it'll give you juice. It'll give you credit for a certain amount of time. But then after a certain amount of time, Hollywood sees what you are, either professionally, it sees what your range is, sees what your work ethic is, sees what your 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 private life is. I'm not saying Stewart's got drugs and alcohol, but you, you see definitely this played out with other actors and actresses. Where are you worth the casting? And with Hollywood, it's not necessarily are you talented? It's about can you open movies? Can you open movies? And I think it's in question whether or not Stewart can open movies because anytime in the last four or five years, sans Twilight, she can't open movies. So I think... Her opportunities are limited, and maybe she needs to do some television, or I don't know what it is. Now, in terms of her personal life, as I mentioned, she is openly bisexual. She did date Anton Yelchin. May he rest in peace. He was a great young actor, probably most famous for being in, in the Star Trek movies. And then she was with Michael Angaro uh, from 2005 to 2009, and then she was with Pattinson until the affair with Rupert Sanders. And then after that, she's, as far as I know, been with women only. She was with Alicia Cargyle and then Stella Maxwell, the New Zealand fashion model. And then as last I heard, she's engaged to a screenwriter by the name of Dylan Meyer. So that is Kristen Stewart. Now, I will post something at the Cinema Rag. If you disagree with me over at the Facebook page and you think that she's actually quite talented, please post in the poll. I would love to to hear from you. But I do think she's an empress who has no clothes. She has limited talent. And I think she's got limited prospects based on her filmography and her inability to open movies. Guys, there's two links in the episode notes. Please, before you even look at those links, rate and review here on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. And then, of course, the two links are for PayPal to make a donation. And the other one is to the website, which hosts all the Eclectical Gregorio feeds, including the Cinema Rag, which would be easier for you to access on Spotify 
or Apple. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.